Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you right now, if you guys could see Kristoff, he's frantic because we plan this to be frantic, but you think it's a good idea and then you get into it and you realize how truly frantic and crazy it is. And he's nodding his head at me right now like, yeah, you f- No f- I remember where that comes. We always, I got to tell the story about why we bleep all the uh, curse words too. I just got to remember when that was, when I cursed. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Dance. Mm, Quick story, the reason we cursed is because we were on the radio. That's what we didn't talk about with Mike Gentilly. Originally, when we started doing the podcast, they had an hour to fill on Friday nights, sports radio, Friday nights, pretty amazing stuff. And they stuck the podcast on in there. And because they were doing that, we had to bleep all the swear words. And we just kept doing it because we kind of like to work clean, like our next guest, Jonathan Torrens. Jonathan, you like to work clean. I like I barely heard you curse ever. Jay, do you know the story of Trailer Park Boys in the early days? Um, the first couple of seasons, there was an FPM, F-words per minute. And by season three, Mike Clattenburg decided he wanted to introduce some C-words. And the network at the time, Showcase, said, tell you what, give us back two F, you can have one C. <laughs> there was a barter system for curses. On Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, so my way around that was to uh, come up with a word that didn't actually exist. There was no precedent in the CRTC for M-A-F-K. It sounds like a word that might not be allowed, but I, since um, technically there was no precedent for it, I got away with it. I, and now it's like legendary. It's part. It's part of Cana- It's like a Canadian heritage thing now. Mafia. It's in the Urban Dictionary. See, like how cool is that that you invented something that's in the Urban Dictionary? I guess it's pretty cool. Actually, in the weirdest uh, turn of events of all time, the guy who plays Miguel on This Is Us, we did a show called the Joe Schmo Show. Yes. And he's the guy who introduced that pronunciation of that word to me. Oh, okay. So do you, you think go. he's do you think he's upset that you've gained all the fame and glory for it? <laughs> yeah. He's only on the ratings <laughs> juggernaut This Is Us. Meanwhile, but probably I have a podcast <laughs> downloaded by dozens of Canadians every year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Taggart and Torrens, absolutely legendary. Don't sell it short. Uh, we're going to have your buddy, Jeremy Taggart, on a little later. But I wanted to ask you, first of all, it's great to talk to you, my friend. Hope you're doing well. And also with you. Very and, well. Thank you. And I wanted to, we got to go back. There's, We've had so many great moments together. But what I wanted to talk to you about, because we have a limited time, is the fact that Dan rented an RV and then just showed up at your house one summer. And... I'm so happy that this came up because <laughs> Dan invented not only a really unique opening move when you arrive at someone's house, but also we both like um, uh, stories involving number two and portmanteaus. Oh, yeah. So when Dan pulled into my driveway, I suggested he had some time off, and I said, you know, stop in and if you're coming to the East Coast. I didn't know he would RV easy his entire family to my driveway. <laughs> and they arrived in our driveway, and what uh, followed was a poo raid. Folks had been uh, cooped up for a couple of days in an RV. Yes. And there are certain things that you're not allowed to do. That's right. And so uh, everyone um, arrived at our house, 
and made themselves at home right away. Now, let's discuss that. Let's get into a bit more detail. Was it literally both his girls, his girlfriend, him, just standing in a line outside your main floor loo? No, it was like a um, kind of like a four by one hundred relay. <laughs> so someone would come in, uh, go upstairs, and then go back out to the RV and kind of tap like you're up. <laughs> so it it, it was uh, kind of one at a time. It wasn't like a lineup outside Randy River on Boxing Day. <laughs> it was far more discreet. But by person number three, we we're like, wait a sec, wait a minute. And then the best would have been there. is uh, the best would have been if he just left after that. Like he just. <laughs> He just took off, exactly. but he stayed. But his awning was out, his jacks were down. I knew he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so I'm curious your wife's reaction to all this. She's never met the guy. Uh, you you make a gesture that everyone makes. Hey, if you happen to be in the area, stop by. That's not an empty gesture. It's a gesture of warmth. But you're probably not expecting the RV, and certainly your wife isn't expecting it. I'm curious about her reaction to Dan. Well, I have learned a lot in the last couple of years, but I used to do that to extract myself from social situations. Like, we have to get together. Please, can we get together? When are we going to have lunch as I'm backing away? (laughs) So I've learned that sometimes my words have power, and when I say things like, you should come over, the Dan O'Toole's of the world are like, great. Like, if I could could compare Dan to... um to a country, to a group of people, it would be the Australians and the Kiwis. Because yeah, happy to be there, man. If you say to the Aussies and Kiwis, if you're ever in North America, come stay at my house, they will show up at your exactly. house. They will do it. And that's, but that's the thing that I love about Dan, and, and the same can be said for you. You always know which Dan's going to show up. And <laughs> uh, it hasn't always been my experience when I've met people that I am a fan of or watch on TV. But you guys, people that don't know this about you, would be so happy to know that you are exactly who you would hope you would be in real life. And Dan's the exact same. So we got fish and chips one night to have for dinner. And uh, our move is to put it in the oven so that it takes some of the grease off it. You kind of melt the grease away before you pound it. Right. And uh, so I I brought it in and uh, um, said to Carol, I think this needs to go in the oven for a bit. Dan intercepted it, popped the container open. Uh, ripped off a piece of fish with his fingers, jammed it in his mouth, and went, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Which is both flattering because he's so comfortable to be in our home and in our company. Yeah. Right? He's not putting on airs. No. No, that's he's not capable of it, really. I don't think that's Which in I, his lexicon. Which I love. And in this emoji, LOL, acronym universe, I, I am clamoring for authentic experiences, and uh, he is nothing if not authentic. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely couldn't agree more. And, you know, the other aspect of it is, like, he talks about that time with you so fondly, and, like, you guys are still in communication about, you know, maybe you're going to do something out there together. Like, I get the feeling that you charmed him so much, and where you live charmed us so much that he very well could be living there right now for all I know. He could be. It's, um, it's a part of the world that I'm obviously very uh, fond of. And, um, you know, I, I don't uh, have a huge social circle by design. We live out in the middle of the country by design. We live on a dirt road and don't have a doorbell. There's a reason for that. But um, there's a small group of people that I feel like I can compare um, showbiz stories with and kind of who, who've been there and can kind of talk the talk. 
And so not that that was what uh, much of our time together was spent doing, but a combination of fact that uh, we have those kind of similar reference points and I get to show off this part of the world um, is a pretty good cocktail. I would agree with that. My friend, we're going to let you go because we have, uh, we have to get to 12 other guests. We, I, Jay, I, why you should come out and stay with us. I would love to. In fact, what I will do is I will bring the fam out, and we talk about it all the time. We've got to go to Atlanta, Canada. We've got to visit, uh, bring the little munchkins. But I, we will, we'll get a hotel, and then we'll get together like normal people. We'll get, you know what? We're, we have a cottage on PEI that we're going to fire on the Airbnb. The on-right, so your first day is free. There you oh go. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. I look forward to that. If the first day is free, guaranteed Toolsy will be with us. He'll just well, exactly. be tagging along. <laughs> so he'll be there. Buddy, you're the best. Thanks for joining us on this, and, uh, and stay safe out there, okay? Take care. I appreciate you, Jay. Thanks, man. Talk soon. All right. Jonathan Torrens, what a lovely guy. Wonderful person. Um, just an overall great dude. Jay and Dan, Flashback. It's Jonathan Torrance calling from Manhattan. Can you hear me? Hey, John. Great to hear from you. It's Jay on right here alongside Dan O'Toole. Jay, Dan, good evening. Great to hear your voices, and I trust that you're both well. Jonathan, you scared the crap out of me because uh, it's the first time someone's actually called into the studio during our podcast, and there's this flashing light. I thought we had an electrical problem. I thought things were on fire. <laughs> Great stuff, guys. Thank you very much. That's our best material. Uh, I guess we should wrap up now. Have a hey, wonderful listen, thanks time. Thanks for having me on. You guys do me a favor. Take the greatest of care. We, we <laughs> absolutely. Can I say you are a very punctual human being, and we asked you to call at 9 p.m. Eastern, and you were right on the nose. Do you want to know the truth in the circle of honesty? Yes. I have uh, what doctors call a cellular telephone, but the receptionist is spotty at best. Uh, my colleagues wrapped up the workday here about 46 minutes ago. I've eaten some cookies, I've pounded a couple tangerines, and really I was just pacing wear and tear in the carpet waiting till the stroke of nine so I could call you before I could go home and get drunk by myself. Are you a pacer when you talk on the phone? I do laps. Um, it turns out this has a pretty short leash, this phone, so uh, I'm holding it down tight. Are you on like a rotary dial phone? No, it's, uh, it has all the numbers and uh, even a speaker phone, but I won't put you through that. Oh. Uh, I'm in, just to set the scene, gang, yeah. I'm in a building called Manhattan Center Studios, a facility that boasts original carpet in the heart of Midtown. Ooh. And um, it, it is a, a place where a lot of MTV shows happen. It's a place where you open a door at the end of a corridor, and there's nothing on the other side Ooh. except the smell of disappointment and broken promises. Ah, uh, that is MTV in a nutshell, isn't it? It is. So it's my first time being here by myself at night, so hopefully something cool will happen. Now, w tell us exactly what project you're working on down there, and don't I'm, hold back. Okay. I'm working on the Jenny McCarthy television program oh. uh, for the VH1 television network. Ooh. There is uh, dancing. There also might be drinking. And if you're a fan of folks in ill-fitting spandex dresses, then why this might be the show for you. I think it goes without saying that we are. Now, is this a talk show, John, or is it a sitcom-type show? It is. I love that we're on a first-syllable basis already, Jay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I know you. <laughs> and same with you, Deh. Um, <laughs> it is a talk show. It's a, um, a sort of Playboy After Dark uh, with a side salad of Jay Leno. The idea is she sits on a, a really expensive chair and interviews um, today's reality star kind of newsmakers-ish on an expensive couch. And then there's, there's really, there's dry humping and also uh, kind of party games, and there is a fully stocked bar and DJ. I, I might have to watch this show. 
This is not your grandmother's talk show, gentlemen. What is my grandmother's talk show? This is not the Alan show. Thick show. Yes, the original hey. daytime Alan Thick show. Please welcome Jackson Davies and <laughs> Valerie Pringle. Could you compare it to Jonovision? Um, it uh, can be compared in the sense that we did three test episodes, which no one watched. So in that way, it was very much the same. Right. That show, let's take you back. To, first, actually, can we talk street sense? Oh, yes. yes. Fit, it, what's fit for the pit? That was my favorite part. Just throwing junk into a steaming cauldron. How, Amen. How did you end up on that show? That was that was the big break. That was a, the type of show. You talk to people now about that show. They still remember it fondly. It, it was such a good show. You did well, well in Athabasca, Alberta, Jay, I'm guessing that you didn't have the option of having cable. We only had so, CBC. So I suspect <laughs> you might have been one of those mystery viewers that grew up watching the show. It was We relied on you folk and also army brats from Lahr, Germany. The Pa Manitoba, uh, for some reason, was a big hot pot for uh, Street Sense viewers. We got a lot of letters from there. Well, they're frugal. Nobody from Peterborough, Dan. No, no one from Peterborough. Um, by the way, I steal one of your uh, J-Rock things on SportsCenter all the time because we have a reset portion at the uh, the midway point of the show. So I always say, resetting SportsCenter. <laughs> I'm familiar, and uh, there's really no better tribute that could be paid. Do you think um, you'll sue it, him for that one day? I won't. It's the uh, the sincerest form of flattery, and and in the uh, under the umbrella category of earnestness and sincereness, if we can marinate there for a moment, uh, I'm a big fan of the show, guys, and I I uh, am a frequent frequent watcher, and I get tickled every time you either um, share a pop culture sentiment that I myself haven't verbalized yet, or every time there's kind of a, a, a Trailer Park Boys name check. Okay, so. Trailer Park Boy star, Street Sense star, John O'Vision star. You're now one of the stars on Mr. D. Of those four I just named, of course, you've done a million other things. You're doing Wipeout Canada. You're on like 800 shows. Which, which one of those I just named is your favorite? Probably for help when it's needed, call 911. Now, this was a project I did for the Alberta MAD organization. Mm. And, uh, Jay, you're from Alberta. You will uh, recognize... Uh, this material, I'm sure, but I was interviewing some high school kids about what it's like um, to drink and drive, and they actually used <laughs> quantities of alcohol to describe how far they lived between each other. Like, well, it's, it's eight Coors Light to get to Dennis's house. That's awesome. And then it's a pint over to Daryl's from there. <laughs> that was their was, form of distance measurement. Yeah, and this was as part of a, guys, we probably shouldn't drink and drive video. And did this actually air on Alberta television? <laughs> no, it was used by Mothers Against Drunk Driving as a learning tool. And maybe, I guess, to, to shine a light on the don'ts. Um, I can't imagine dudes. it was too helpful. I, I think maybe the do's. I'd like to order up that DVD on Amazon. Yeah. What, what did the woman from the Edmonton Eskimos painted house say? Why not, eh? Why not, eh? <laughs> we'll get that out for you. Uh, you had uh, one of my favorite... Um, I think one of my favorite TV moments of all time, um, second or third episode of Mr. D this year when you vomited. Yeah. I mean, Why not, eh? Why not, eh? Do you want to know the, um, the industry trade secret behind throat meal? I wanted to know what it was because it looked kind of yellowish. It looked like you were down to the bile. Very astute, Dan. In the early days, uh, my first on-screen barfings uh, used to be, or is the plural on-screens barfing? Like um, Governor's General. Yeah, good question. I think, um, I think you, just barf. Barfs? Yeah. Used to be um, pea soup. That was the go-to viscous liquid. Mm -hmm. um, now, working with the props master on Mr. D, we've concocted um, 
a thing that includes grapes that are split, red, seedless, or preferable, oatmeal, and orange juice with some pulp. Oh. You don't want to go full pulpy, but it is both a, a delight to the taste and also doesn't stain. Just when I think of this country, uh, he's the guy I think of. Like, he should... Is it weird for me to think that Jonathan Torrance should be the prime minister of this country someday? Stoff is like, no, it's not weird at all. No. Like, who, who says no to that? He's been a part of our lives ever since he was a, a young boy child actor. He was on Street Sense. He had his own show, John O'Vision. He's acted in Trailer Park Boys. He's acted in Letterkenny. He's written episodes of Letterkenny. His, the episodes of Letterkenny he has written are so good and so perfect. Um, often the Quebec episodes, and he has such a good angle on Quebec in a very loving and positive way. He just has a good angle on the whole country. You know, he's a big Oiler fan, even though he's an Atlanta, Canada guy, he's a big Oiler fan. So, you know, I'm just, I guess maybe in some ways I'm just spitballing a, a political campaign for Jonathan Torrance, but... You know, if he's interested, he's interested. Um, so, so far, I think this is going really well. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I also wanted to say uh, Dan's doing great. Dan's doing great. Um, you know, he's taking it easy, taking some time off. I know you guys are asking about him. Um, we definitely see you. We hear you. Um, and we're talking to him every day, and, and he's doing great. He's spending lots of time uh, on himself. So that's good. Um, as for us, we're just trucking along. Uh, we're just trying to make magic happen here. Uh, so this is the last 3.0 uh, version of the Jane Dan podcast. If you're just joining us, I don't know how that would happen, where you would just join us and then subsequently be 42 minutes into a podcast, um, unless you accidentally fast-forwarded it. But uh, this is indeed the final one for this version. But again, not necessarily the final Jane Dan podcast ever. In fact, I'll go so far as to say I guarantee this is not the final Jane Dan podcast ever. Um, our next guest is someone, I say this all the time, we've worked with all sorts of different people over the course of the 20 plus years Dan and I have worked together. And when people ask us about people we worked with in the States and who is the nicest, who is the uh, most gracious, who is the most professional, uh, I usually don't say this person I'm about to talk to. Just kidding. That's exactly what I say because she's such a sweet person and so kind and so nice. And it's Carissa Thompson. How are you, CT? What's going on? <laughs> I was going to say, when you started to give all that praise, I said that definitely you were talking about Molly McGrath. Not <laughs> Molly <sure>. McGrath. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? It's just me. He's fired. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Keep forgetting that. It's so awkward for him, not me. Yeah, no, it is tough for him, isn't it? Carissa, uh, I have so many questions. Hi. How are you? I, we haven't talked for so long. First of all, how are you doing? You're married now. This I, is exciting. I, I, yes, you know, it's, it's less exciting when it's the second time around. People are like, wow, you better make this work or else you're Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Um, Same for me, yeah, by the way. Same for me. I'm on two as well. So I think you're not, you don't really get it until you get to two, you know? Oh, for sure. By the way, I'm I'm great with being a silver medalist. I mean, there's never been a point in my life where I'm like gold. Right. Is the standard I'm looking for. You I'm just want to be on the podium. Exactly. You just want to be on the podium. That's all. Can I ask you about your? What probably everyone asks you about? What is your husband Kyle Thousand? What is his last name? What is the nationality? Where are we getting this name okay. from? 
Right. So everyone thinks it's made up. Um, so it's German. It, it was like it came from von Thusend or thousand, like some some abbreviation, and somehow it turned into thousand because that's oh. way cooler. Right. Right. Easier mm-hmm. to say that kind of thing. Well, yeah. And I was like, oh, you didn't want to go for the million? Okay, we're good with that. Okay, fine. We're fine. Good with thousand. Fine. Thousand. Fine. It is. Von million. Von million would have been really a lot more exciting. But no, we're good. We're good with thousand. He's a wonderful person. You would love him. And uh, yeah, we actually met on a plane. Um, I was on my way to Minnesota to do an interview with a football player, Daniel Hunter. You don't care about sports. Um, and he was we're not into sports up here. School. No, no, no. High school reunion, and uh, we talked, and it was 6 a.m., and I was sober, and that's very strange for me. So, right. yeah, it was love at first chat. Let's discuss the early days of Fox Sports Live. You're there. You were such a calming presence in what I immediately identified as a complete <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> I knew we were in trouble. I knew the show didn't make sense, but somehow you were so confident and so seemed in control, at least outwardly. Maybe maybe you were putting it on, but you just seemed like, oh, no, we, I got this. I was like, okay, she's got it. Like, we're fine. That's how I felt. Well, you're very sweet to say that. You guys were the high-priced talent, so I had nothing to lose. I mean, I was coming in at $5 an hour. So, right. I mean, I see why there was a lot more pressure on you guys. You, you relocated. You got the whole border situation. Do you have the passport? Do you not have the passport? Exactly. I just, I just took, the te- I took the 10 West. I mean, my commute was five minutes, so... I went in with a, a lot less pressure, but I will say this about our tenure there. Um, collectively, I think that our takeaway was, although it didn't end up being what everybody wanted, the friendships that I made, uh, including the one that I have on the phone right now, as for the one that's fired, not so much, but no. the friendships are the big win in that whole situation. I mean, think about the nonsense. Yeah. Andy Roddick, Donovan McNabb, Gary Payton, I mean, this, this they were saying, am I allowed to say Absolutely. The stuff that they were saying on those podcasts late at night when no one was watching was pure gold. That now if we went back and watched it, we would be like, why wasn't this thing more successful? Because it was actually incredibly funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's my takeaway of that. Although it didn't actually end up being exactly what we wanted, it was comedic. And to me, whatever's funny, I'm in on. I would. I completely agree. And I think... The fact that we've maintained friendships, uh, we uh, we were just talking to Joel Klatt and Peter Peter Schrager, like it's like no time has gone by, um, yeah. and not just the people on camera, like the people behind the scenes. I'm still so in touch with, and I just so appreciated um, how kind. Ever- I always say like people think Canadians are so nice. I think Americans might be nicer because we're both equally nice people, wow. but but. Americans are more outgoing than we are. We're a bit more reserved by nature. That's not a bad mm. thing. Not a bad thing at all. Uh, and I might not fall into that category, but generally most Canadians are quite reserved. And Americans, you you guys are very welcoming. I mean, we walked into the building and the entire crew sang Oh Canada to us. Like that sums it up right there. Yeah. yeah. In fact, they're still singing that. Right. Uh, it's weird. You, really left it, you left a mark uh, down here and everyone was trying to get to Canada uh, <laughs> over the last couple of years. So. Right. Um, there's definitely uh, an impression that you left uh, at Pico Boulevard. But, yeah, I, it's interesting that you say that you guys aren't outgoing, albeit you're not, in, you know, stand you, because I think that, that impression of Americans, right, like we're so, I mean, I've, I definitely fit the description of an American, like very loud, like there's arrogance sometimes, not because it's warranted, but just because it's like I feel like the loudest, you know, voice <laughs> in the room wins. So I'm glad that you're able to see the positive in that. I think that Big we time. just have a lot more 
Um, yeah, we have a lot more hubris, and it's not warranted. Now, before I let you go, I know Dan at That's one it? time. I know. We, everything is like 10 minutes. We're like so quick here. It's crazy. We're getting everybody in. Uh, and I just wanted to ask you before you go, <laughs> this may sound strange, but Dan at one time uh, dated a friend of yours, Aaron McParland. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, I know Dan actually came to your beautiful Malibu house overlooking the ocean. And I would just love to hear what what he was like during that that meeting. Because we just heard from another guest who was talking about how Dan showed up in an RV at his house unannounced and stayed for like three days. I'm curious to hear what happened when Dan showed up at your house. Um, well, it, I'm glad that Dan remembers that because I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have zero recollection of him ever. Was I there or did they just stay there for the weekend? I'm, I'm pretty sure you were there. <laughs> I, <laughs> no recollection. <laughs> no recollection whatsoever. I mean, none. No, that's my. How do you How do you feel about Dan O'Toole? No idea. No recollection Never met him. of him coming. Okay. Never met him. Uh, okay, let's go no, back really to this. What that. What about What about just your first impression? Like, what's your takeaway of Dan? Someone says, oh, "What's Dan O'Toole? Uh, what's Dan okay, O'Toole like?" This, Give me that. We'll end this on a great note. My My thoughts about <laughs> Dan are very similar to Willis's thoughts about Dan. And for those of you that don't know, because no one listening knows me, um, Willis is my dog. And when I first got Willis, it was right when Fox Sports Live started. And so Willis was a baby puppy. Willis was supposed to be 15 pounds. He turned into a 75 pound wolf. I DNA test him a lot of wolf in there. Needless to say, when he first met Dan, he was a tiny puppy who was maybe at that point, like eight pounds. And he started growling and barking and tried to bite Dan. And it was so funny because Willis was like docile and cool to everyone else except for Dan and Vicky Trilling. And those are two of the nicest people I've ever met. So it didn't make any sense. But yeah, but, but Carissa, hello. it kind of did make sense knowing Victoria <laughs> and Dan. Because they do seem outwardly nice, but deep down are quite shady. And obviously Willis mm-hmm. detected that because dogs just know. Exactly. Dogs, just dogs know. know. Carissa Thompson, you're an amazing human being. You're you're. Family owns all the Hyundai dealerships in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, look up Carissa's commercials. They're incredible. Um, if you need a Hyundai, go check them out. It's very symbolic of me. Local talent. That's right. Local uh, thank talent. Thank you. You're, You're the, the best. best. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Carissa Thompson. The best. Right? Jay and Dan Flashback. Ladies and gentlemen, Carissa Thompson is our guest on the I podcast. I didn't bring you guys coffee, sorry. Where's that? Is that from Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf? No, that's just from Moe's right here. What? Yeah. yeah. Our cafeteria, we've discussed this before, is Moe's. Oh, it's it's a Moe's-themed cafeteria. Yeah, it's bad. Why are you guys already in a suit? Oh, we can tell you, Carissa. We were asked to come in two hours early to be on Regis's show, and then he bumped, bumped us. us. Are you joking? No. What do you we think we should joking. do about that? Well, uh, how PC is this show? It's not PC at okay. all. I was just talking about going to a strip club with Christian Lane. Uh, I don't think he liked that at well, all. Well, I know, but I didn't know if we need to be uh, polite to the, our Fox brethren. No. no. He bumped you? Yeah. 
a little bit I'm upset. I'm sure it wasn't Regis. It was the producers. Michael yeah. Davies or Bloom. Actually, in charge? I should say this. Michael Davies called me right after that happened and apologized. He didn't call me. What was more important than you two? It's a great question. They were playing a spelling bee game, like Scripps Howard spelling bee. With Dario Franchitti. Yeah. But it, this you is and not- him. That's what they were doing. Was Ashley Judd there? Because that's the only reason you Whoa, should be doing that. Whoa, that's a great point. They broke up, though. What? Oh, they did? They yeah. split? What? When? Pretty sure. Definitely. Is can that we, over? Yeah. Can we, fa- is that, can we fact check that? I'm, Are you making things no, up? No, that's, nope. that's well known. See? Frank oh, it's Keating? well known? Mike's confirming. It's well I mean, you known. You guys didn't know, but it's I didn't. Well I had no idea. I, I followed they were her still career lovers. from day one. Yeah. yeah? Big Judd fan? Oh, I love her. What about Mom? Winona? No. Not so much. Actually, I only like A lot of gravy through those veins. I Mm, sweet <laughs> hot the full, the full 12 piece. She's a huge Ooh, Kentucky man. fan. She's always at all those Kentucky games. I know. Ashley, yeah. Um, She's crazy about it. Can we get into a couple things? Absolutely. Please. You're not into these three and a half hour shows, are you? No. Well, or Carissa, this... how do I say this? No. But I like working with you. You guys had a good gig in Canada. Yeah, well, it was okay. Are you implying yeah. we should go back? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, because we'd really be in trouble then. So you started in Fox HR way back when. I started in Fox HR, and I, yeah, I'm either back, and they rehired me because I know way too much about everyone in the building. That's probably it. Or they were out of other options. Wait, so how did that all... I've always wanted you to tell the story. How did that exactly go about? So from... This is like so cheesy, but it's true. From the time I was a little girl, I always wanted to do this job i wanted to be in sports broadcasting so i made a little video don't worry i'll be able to find it. it's on vhs what paper towel roll tennis ball taped it da, 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 interviewing my brother he was jay buner of course oh, the only white of guy course. yeah so i'm interviewing him and i put together this little video and it was just something that i always wanted to do so fast forward to i graduate from college and i moved down to la i'm living in this can you say no he just did. oh okay great. Yeah, yeah. in the apartment right here on beverly Glen. And with my uh, friend of mine, Megan, it was like $500 a month. We had like two full, it was like a orphanage. There was, Very Melrose Place. It was so, no, are God, you Melrose Place. That nice. Are you Annie? Yeah, yes, exactly. I was Annie. <laughs> so like sleeping on this ghetto mattress and like she'd have her boyfriend over and I'd have my boyfriend over and it was real. it was Whoa. like a, you guys yeah. would do it in yeah. the same yeah, room. It was wow. like so awkward. And you'd glance <laughs> over yeah, and yes. what's going Can on over there? Can we delve deeper into this <laughs> yeah, topic, please? So then I quickly realized, I was like, this isn't going to work. I yeah. need to get a real job. So I... I'm employed at this place called Star Business Management. I'm basically someone's bitch, like I'm an administrative assistant. So like glorified Ryan, secretary. Like Ryan RPA. Exactly. Yeah. Who I'm emailing right now. So I'm Ryan and during like my entire shift at this other job in which I'm being paid for, I'm looking for jobs here at Fox. So I, f- I get one, there's a job opening in HR. Well, we all know this one should not be working in HR. Fine. Fast forward, I go to the job interview. It's a horrible interview. I I mean I am just but BSing my way through this, like, oh, I love people. I really want to work. I mean, I want to you know, better the company. Yeah, but in HR? Yeah, no, it's garbage. So anyway, so I have a horrible interview. So I take the guy's card. His name's Rob Ranieri. He's still here. I think he's leaving in like a minute. Anyway, so we have a horrible interview, and I call him like as I'm walking out to the parking garage, and he's like, who is this? I'm like, Carissa, we just had an interview. I was like, wasn't that an awful interview? He's like, yeah, that was horrible. I was like, great. <laughs> Hire me. I'll give you one year, but this is what I really want to do. da 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 so he goes, okay. So he hires me for a year. And then I would like sneak up to highlights and log tapes with Damien and the rest of the riff raff around wow. here. Wow. You really worked your way up. Before you get into that. Dan has a hard time keeping. Uh, I know. No, it's no, not no. supposed to be a short story. No, no. no, no, Dan, no, no. Dan can't keep No, I like to get details as we go along. What is the strangest thing you encountered 
you don't have to name names, but someone in the building or while working in HR, like you're like, I can't believe someone did that. And like you had to deal with the problem. And it has to be someone at- in this room. <laughs> I have such good gossip. I can't say. No, no, no. Like we don't don't name names, job. but just say, yeah, this guy like exposed himself to someone he worked with. Yes. Does, does that happen? Yes. Really? What? Yes, of course. Really? Yes. Do people like report like hugs that go on too long? Things like that? Yeah, people like, I'm, were, I'm people fascinated were a little by the bit HR crazy. department. People were a little bit crazy. But I don't see. This is my first time on here. I don't know if I should. T- I wasn't. Yes, I, you should. This is a, like a therapy. See, I ask you these questions because. Um, I've documented in our past podcast that I don't say hi or have inter- interaction with any women I work with because I'm because I'm afraid like, that they're gonna yes. yeah they're like oh He's he paranoid. looked at me too long or something I'm just like hi and, just, <laughs> and I just keep but then now you look but now you're the creepy guy no I'm not creepy I don't I yes. just see it comes you come across you come more across creepy, creepy that way if you don't say anything it's true Dan you are real creep yeah <laughs> let me just say something about that person big star right big TV star in America. People love her. Obviously, stunningly gorgeous. But I hope that came across, she's normal. Not every person, and I'm not gender, going gender specific here. There's good looking guys in our business, good looking girls. And sometimes it, it goes to their head and they're not normal. They're a problem. And Carissa is absolutely not like that at all. She's just such a genuinely nice person. And I, I always believe it it's, has something to do with the way you were raised. And uh, her folks who really do own uh, Hyundai dealerships in Seattle um, must be pretty good people because she is a pretty good person. And I really mean it. She kept the ship kind of steady in the early days of Fox Sports Live when it was truly, without a doubt, the most disastrous show launch in the history of not just sports television in America, but perhaps all of television itself. And I'm including the Stephen Bochco show, Cop Rock, in that. Look it up, Cop Rock. Um, we're going to keep it going here uh, with our next guest. And speaking of Fox, our next couple of guests are uh, former Fox colleagues. And this gentleman is someone who's um, not only uh, someone we worked with, but someone I'm very proud to call one of my very best friends now. And I know Dan feels the same way, and Jan does too, whoever she is. Uh, It's our good friend, former Fox stagehand to the stars and current Champions Tour pro, Jim Pearl. Jim, how are you, buddy? Great, Jay. What an introduction. (laughs) I wish my wife would hear that. I, I mean, we could play it back for her. Would it help? Uh, no. No, I didn't think so. She knows. Yeah, she knows. She's aware. She she's yeah. she's read the brochure. Yeah. Yeah, she has. Hey, I guess we just talked to Carissa Thompson. Oh, man. <laughs> she's one of my favorites. That's what Honestly. I was just saying. Yeah, she's and, the best. Uh, yeah. Uh and and she's from the northwest. So I was just going to say, go. you guys are from the same neck of the woods. I, I, you know, she, yeah, just a gorgeous person and uh, and really a good person inside and out. Yeah, so we're we're absolutely on the same page about that. Now, as far as Dan's concerned, that's not the case. Not a good no. person. No, uh, no. In all seriousness, I, what was your first uh, impression? Uh, you're working at Fox. Uh, you've you've done best damn sports show. You've done a million shows there. They launched this new show. Uh, these two idiots come down from Canada. I'd love to get your first impression of, of Dan. It was, um, (laughs) 
I think it was rehearsal. <laughs> and there was a bunch of people there. Do you remember? We were, and every time you there was a segment, everything moved, right? <laughs> and, and, and it would get screwed up. And, and 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 all kinds of nonsense. And I remember Dan yelling, "And here we go again! Put him the stage. What are we doing?" I, I thought, "Oh, okay." And then and actually, the um, very first ha- actually having a conversation it was I told a joke, and I think you guys liked that joke, and and I think we were friends ever since. I agree. I agree. I don't remember what the joke was, but I do remember it was um, the okay. Willie Nelson joke. Oh, that's a. Can you tell it? Can you tell it? Because we tell it at events often now. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> what's the worst thing a girl can hear after she gives a <laughs> to Willie Nelson? I'm not Willie Nelson. It's true when and you really think about it, and when yeah. you really think but about yeah. it, there's nothing worse. It would be the worst thing. So anyway, that's that, and then. Um, I remember making Dan ordered a salad and it didn't come with any dressing, and I made him a mayonnaise ketchup dressing, and he thought that was just terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, <laughs> okay. Which you made guys, you think this guy's never been anywhere. He, well, it's not the or people have taken care of him, and he doesn't have to deal with that kind of crap. And I think that's more like it. It's, He's a beautiful gentleman. He sure is. He sure is. To to the point where you guys have traveled together, and uh, and you you did a a famous trip to Amsterdam together. Um, What can you tell us about that trip, Jim? (laughs) Well, it was honestly a great trip. I went to London and, and Edinburgh, and then we met up in Amsterdam, and we stayed at the same hotel, and which turned out to be a great hotel. The weather was great, and the first time we met up, I think we walked 14 miles that day, and it was terrific, and it was all over Amsterdam, and you know, we went to every coffee shop there was, <laughs> and, and we hit the, hit the windows with the girls. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have, you gotta look. Got all that. Yeah, you gotta um, do it. You know, it was a terrific time, and most of it was a... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Eating uh, the French fries with the mayonnaise. Oh, the French fries and the cone. Right. With the mayonnaise and, on top. Yummy. Which, which was, and actually, it was kind of weird because Dan was having a little bit of a problem at the time. He came over on KLM, and he thought that the glassware at the VIP lounge wasn't clean, and therefore he had kind of an intestinal problem. <laughs> and so he turned it around and made it into a, you know, he... He was coming up with a guide to public restrooms of Amsterdam. The best rated. And I think he did a nice job on it. I think it's somewhere available. I was going to say, that's like uh, George Costanza on, on it Seinfeld. Was kind of, it was. And, um, but he had it going. I mean, he hit a lot of them, I got to say. I got to say, because that's normally that's what happens to me. That doesn't normally, Dan has a constitution of a bull. Like, I'm really shocked. Something must have really messed with it, him on the way over. Yeah. He was kind of a little dicey, but he, he you know, he, he didn't let it slow him down at all. No, he know? never did. And, and we had, you know, and then his girlfriend showed up. We went to a museum, which was like the biggest museum I've ever been to. It had a, bikers could, you know, go with their bikes through the museum, which was kind of. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. There's nothing but bikes there, right? Yes. And, and Dan, again, 
entrepreneurial. It was the guy that starts the business. He, he saw all these people riding bikes without helmets, and he thought, there's, a, there's, a, there's an angle. But anyway, bike helmets. <laughs> I could introduce bike helmets to the Dutch. That's what he, that, I think that's part of his agenda. I, that town, I, I always got the impression that you guys, because it's one of my favorite cities in the world, but I always got the impression that you guys didn't like it as much as I hoped you would. Was that, is that safe to say? Uh, yeah, I think that is true because, and, and I don't have any ill will about no, it. No, no, it wasn't that. But it just wasn't like for me, I could go, I could live there in, in a second. Um, well, I could probably do that too, but here's, can you imagine living in a city that, um, has marijuana is legal and prostitution has been going on forever? Well, I wasn't even talking like, about that, Jim. I was talking about the museums. Right. <laughs> but that's what... Why, what draws people there? Would yeah. you want to be a resident there? And that's uh, there's a tourist guy. He's here to smoke weed. And get, you know. But I think that, the I thing think, with that town, Jim, is that you're right. I agree. On paper, that doesn't sound appealing. But they contain it all into yeah. that district, right? For that specific reason, right, which is really effective, I think. I agree, and, there, and there's nothing odd about it at all. No, I think the people. And on the other side, I think the Dutch are just kind of like to, to themselves, and they do their thing. And, you know, it was fine. I didn't have any, you know, it was great. You know, went on a boat ride on the canals and all that. <laughs> Sounds and, romantic. It was. <laughs> and then we had, we had a, uh, this is great. It was just with his girlfriend, too. But it was at the uh, Amsterdam Hotel. They have a big patio that overlooks the canal. Right. And one of the great old-fashioned cocktails I ever had. Oh, yeah. And it was just terrific, you know. Nothing like a good hotel bar cocktail, uh, right? That's well, a, one of the great. Things. And it was, and it was like another forty-five minutes before it would, you know, sunlight would go away. So it was that golden hour. And it was yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Jim, we gotta let so, you go. We we've run well, out of time. I'll tell you, you know, at the end there, we get. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go. Um, we get to the lobby and to say goodbye, right? Right. Yeah, we're going. I'm going to L.A. the next day. He's going somewhere else. And um, I give the girlfriend a hug. I give Dan a hug, and he's crying. Uh. He's actually crying. And I thought this guy is beautiful. It's weird, but it's beautiful. He's very emotional. He can he's be an emotional guy. Yeah, and I love him for that. Yeah, me too. Anyway, see you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Jay and Dan flashback. Hey, uh, speaking of, so Jay just flew in today. Um, and speaking of road Boy, trips, are his arms tired? Thank you. Yeah. Speaking hey. of road trips, you just uh, drove through the desert. I did. I I uh, I went to um, Phoenix for the Huskies and Arizona State. Watched my Washington team get beat. So what, what are we looking trip. at? A four-hour drive through the desert? Five-hour? Uh, well, it. <laughs> yeah, it's five hours, but in my mind, it was like about 20 minutes because we were doing uh, this thing called psilocybin, and boy, that, that wakes you up. I'm telling you that. Well, I felt wait. like I was in a John Wayne movie. For Is that like a horse you know. tranquilizer? Is it like an amphetamine? Uh, no, you know, the mushrooms. Oh, oh, you're doing some mushrooms. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so you were a passenger in the vehicle, or you were driving oh, on yeah. these mushrooms? Oh, no. Well, we were both on it, yeah. <laughs> But I wasn't driving. My my uh, actor friend, who's a uh, 
you know, he's my drug dealer. Yeah. And he's my actor, how to work actor, the luckiest guy in the world. And he was driving. Uh-huh. And uh, we got lost. Of course. Well, when and, you're on and, mushrooms, uh, it can happen. <laughs> that happened. But we enjoyed it. It was fun. It was, you know. How long did the got, trip uh, end up taking? Huh? Well, it's supposed to be like five hours, a little less than five hours. I think we got in there about 6.30, you know, about an hour and a half late. Oh, Driving around. Bad. Look, you know, it looks like it's right over there, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe the, the high? Was it, because uh, I assume you've done oh, mushrooms before, was it better oh, or worse? It's great. Mushrooms, that's the only thing that, I, you know, in that category of hallucinogenics that I feel I can still uh, manage without any fear. It's a, such an organic kind of... Uh, thing it's a natural it's mushrooms yeah so it's not you know and then so you come on and it's great and actually here's the thing about that and i didn't tell this to dan so he comes over and it's like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning when we're leaving right and he has the mushrooms so we 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 dig into that and so instead of getting in the car and going five hours in a car, we, we drive to Los Feliz and start hitting golf balls at this driving range <laughs> until we start getting, oh, yeah, I can see these trails. This is great. Okay, now I'll get in the car. And, you know, had a little... Uh, you got sidetracked. Well, no, it's, it's, part of the, it's part of the getting off, you know? You got you to gotta do some Lift exercise. Off. To get the thing rolling. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that right. Was, so it must have felt driving across the desert like you were in a movie. That's right. The John Wayne Western. Or, or uh, Hunter S. Thompson. A little Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> fear and loathing kind of thing. A little bit. Maybe it could have been, you know. Um, and then we got, we got, so this is, I told this to Dan already. But so we go to the hotel, which is this crummy, I can't even remember what the name of it was. Red Roof Inn. Very good. And, um, and they they make you sign a thing that you're not going to smoke in the room, right? <laughs> and it's like a two hundred and fifty dollar fine if you do. So, of course, we're smoking in the room, you know. And, and um, I don't have a cell phone, so when they discovered, oh, these are bad people, they called my number that I gave, which is my landline, which is back in Los Angeles. <laughs> That my wife answered. Oh right? no! And yes. she's like, "What? They're what? They're smoking in the marijuana? What? <laughs> what? That's not them. That yeah. couldn't be them." And so, my drug dealer friend and me are over at Top Golf, hitting golf balls, <laughs> drinking bloody, um, bloody Marys, and uh, I get a call <laughs> on my drug dealer's phone. Hey, it's your wife calling. What's what's up? So I answer the phone. And uh, it goes something like this: It's shut up and listen. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's what she uh, says. That's what she says. It's, the maid walked into your room. She smelled marijuana. She saw ashes in the thing. You guys are gonna owe two hundred and fifty bucks. What a bunch of. <laughs> I love you. Click. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, she was looking yeah. out for you. I like that. Yeah, I like that. What a, what a bunch of. <laughs> what a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so so we we drink we drink the rest of the uh bloody marys and we come up with a plan you know we my my drug dealer friend he gets a little paranoid on this stuff so you start thinking about oh sheriff joe's gonna show up and all this stuff you know and i go oh yeah and, you know, arizona too very republican yeah, state exactly <laughs> so but 
Well, we just decided we were we were cleaning out a pipe, and and that's all we were doing. That we didn't do anything. So we had this story ready to go, right? And the manager would not see us. She just blew us off. No, she's busy. She will not. Nope. And then I get on. I get home, and I finally get my bill from Visa, and there's the two fifty on it. Oh, they just slapped it on there. Mm, yeah. What a bunch of dicks. I know. So here's the thing. I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> because the. The Fiesta Bowl. I'm going to go see my Huskies play Penn State. And you're, yeah. you're going to bring a carton of cigarettes and smoke it in that room. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next guest. And uh, this is another person who we met at Fox, but she's not an American. She's a Canadian. And she grew up in southern Ontario, and she went to Queens. And then she went to uh, Regina. She worked in Regina as a broadcaster. And then she came down to Fox. And we met her at Fox. And she became one of our very best friends. Uh, Just a very cool, easygoing, fun person. And so now she's living in New York, doing her thing. And so we're going to give her a shout. And we're going to uh, see how she's doing. We haven't talked to her for a long, long time. But I knew when we were going to do this podcast, uh, paying tribute to Dan, talking about Dan... I knew we had to have her on because she, uh, you know, she she has some unique perspective on Dan um, for many different reasons, and we're going to get into it as much as we possibly can. So here she is now, longtime podcast favorite, good friend of ours, Julie Stewart Binks. Hi, Binksy. What are you doing? Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me on. It's good to chat with you. It's been been a while since I've chatted with you and also been on the pod, which I know. is like, it's, been, it's just been a whole weird, weird whirlwind right now, buddy. And I just got to say, I'm really sorry about everything. And, um, you oh, know, me hand up, I've been a big fan of you guys since day one before I'd met you. And then thought it was so cool that I got to become friends with these cool guys, Jay and Dan and producer Tim in LA. And then, uh, you know, been following you guys ever since, so pretty heartbroken about everything. Well, Binksy, you really brought the mood of the pod down. It was all very positive. <laughs> it was all very uh, joyous. Uh, and what you've done is you've taken it in a different direction. You have uh, taken over. And no, that's very sweet of you to say. I thought that very that's kind. what we were doing. Yeah, I thought that we were going for dark and like dark. Uh, real deep sort of. Yeah, because uh, that's Dan. Kind of stuff. That's Dan. Yeah. Dark, deep. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of Dan, you think deep. Um, you have yeah. such a, I think, I say this because, you know, you got to spend pr- probably more time with Dan than with me, and Dan was single for a little while down there, so you guys get to hang out and go do things. What was, But what was your first impression of Dan, your very first impression of Dan? Honestly, he was just like the most regular, regular dude ever. And you're like, this guy is like famous and does all this stuff like he's just so much he was so easy to talk to and he was so basic it was just like eat sleep drink beer <laughs> go watch a baseball game like i don't it was like the homer simpson gif of like just i don't know nothing going on inside rattling around upstairs but in a nice way like he's just a nice a nice guy nice regular guy so Boy, yeah we did spend a lot of time together and it was kind of funny because like in LA, uh, Dan's family didn't come move down there for a while. So while you and your wife were off doing your, you know, family stuff and 
Tim's off doing Tim stuff, like me and Dan were just sort of like, well, I guess we'll go for dinner and we'll go do all I got, got to really know him and his like corporate housing was beside mine. Right. So we just like hung out there and um, yeah, we just, we became probably honestly, because both of us like didn't have any other friends. We just like became friends. So we're like, okay, you're free tonight. I'm free tonight. We were just like always hang out. And from him coming to like my birthday party to coming to like my, my Christmas party in New York city, which also oh. featured Gary Lawless. How could we forget Mike about that? <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that until you brought it up. That was amazing. Uh, and wasn't yeah. um, wasn't there? Dan was single at the time, if I recall. And yeah. there were let's just let's just leave it at there were opportunities at this party yeah, for Dan. There were, and there were a lot of opportunities, and Dan left them all out. Just didn't he didn't pick up on them? I don't think at all. It was just hanging out there for him, like quite literally physically just hanging out right there in front for Dan and just didn't, did not go for it. Uh, but it was the party that no one else knew was, that was invited to it, I guess, because like the, the Golden Knights guys were in town, Shane Knighty and Gary Lawless. I was like, why don't you come to my party? Mike Johnson was in town for NHL Network. I'm like, come to the party. Dan came down for the party, and so each one of them just, like, opened the door and saw one another. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing at Julie's party, Christmas party in New York City? So it was one of those. It was a banger. They'll ne- nothing will top that Christmas party. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. You're probably so, right. If, if, yeah. Oh, man, that sounds fun. And then, of course, we went... Uh, we got to go to Sochi together. Yeah, um, what are yeah. your t- What are your Where takeaways? We, we were drunk for thirty straight days in Russia together. Yes, um, all of us. Yeah, I came home uh, knowing what a panic attack was after having one on the plane because I drank for so many days straight. I just was never sobered up that entire Olympic. Hey, we were we were functioning. I mean, we worked the entire time, but like, oh yeah, we were working twelve hours behind i don't know what we were 12 hours ahead of everyone else so right yeah we were working at six we were we were going to work at it was weird hours and then we were staying up to the you know till five type thing and 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 really (laughs) we didn't really leave like we had a couple of we tried to go to a strip club one night we did go to it i remember it being just well, everything was weird. Everything was just odd. Yeah, I'm not sure how much you've uh, divulged to your listeners about uh, those escapades that, or maybe we didn't. I don't know. Uh, I think we've talked those. about it before. You can t- you can speak freely. I mean, what yeah, are they going to do? Fire me? Well, you actually did get fired from the job that you did this at. So I guess FS1. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, we well, we didn't get fired. We 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 just <laughs> okay. didn't get renewed. There's a yeah, difference. Yeah, very big difference. Hey, you know, happens to literally all of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we we went to uh, we frequented some some strip clubs in Russia, which was so weird because it's Russia first and foremost, so everything's weird in Russia. And then like a strip club in Russia, and I remember uh, a stripper actually writing down her name on a piece of paper for me and was like, add me on Facebook. I'll never forget that. And I remember Dan too was like, dude, she probably needs like help out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wanted you to get her out. Maybe yeah, that was yeah, Olga. Was a great time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Who knows? Maybe she was that like, was actually her. get Dan 
to add me on Facebook. <laughs> that's what she was saying. I'll harass um, you later. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we had a great time there. And, um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, the memories are continuous with you guys and Dan. And I, I even remember when I, you know, he, he'd always, uh, he'd always be like a guy that just like cared about you. Um, I feel like, I feel like Dan doesn't exist anymore and he obviously does. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're, we, we want to make it clear he's alive. Um, yeah, yeah. he, he's very much alive, alive and, and he's safe. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we, it doesn't, I'm sure at some point, um, someone said Irish wake and I think that's a good way to describe it, but we're mm-hmm. not at the same time. He's not dead. He's alive. Yeah. 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 So, but he was, he, he's just a really nice, caring guy. And I know I kind of made it sound like he was just sort of like bumbling, random, regular dude. But you made him no, sound like Homer Simpson. And those were, that yeah, was your I, exact I, quote. I, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a heart of gold and he, you know, cared so much about me and my family. And my family's gone through uh, some difficult times in recent years. And he has been like the first person hand up to be there for me, which always like spoke a lot because it's like, oh, we don't, you know, we don't see each other as much anymore. I'm not around as much, but like we've always remained really, really good friends. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was absolutely crushed to see that happen for him, but also just like you guys and you, I've got, Binksy, I've got stop. Dan Dan stop. Flag, like, I don't know. It's, it's probably worth a lot now or maybe absolutely nothing at all, I guess, but it's, uh, I, I just hope that I can't wait to the day to see you guys back again. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm still getting over my parents' divorce. So, uh, you know, once they get back together, then you guys, I'll be I'll be waiting for you guys to get back together because I, I just absolutely, um, you know, I, I value you as friends, but I just in huge awe of you as broadcasters. And you made it cool to be weird. And, like, there's not a lot of people that, that do that and can do that and sort of, like, inspire you to be, like, your authentic self. And so it's just sorry. It's just really sad to see that, Aww. you know, you guys are going to be, um, you know, just doing your thing anymore. And, and I just think it's I just think it's really sad for, for the fans of the show. Well, but thank you for saying <clears> that, Binksy. No, that's okay. I really appreciate you saying that. That's very kind of you to say. And um, and we, we, we love you, and we think you're such a talent, and you always got us, and we always got you, and that's why we're all friends, you know? I think that's, yeah. you know, we all got along together, and, <clears throat> you know, we, were just, we just had Chris on, and we were just talking about the fact that um, nothing went, went well at FS1 at all, for anyone, really, yeah. um, until Skip Bayless showed up. He was the first one, and that was four years in. <laughs> so, it really, nothing went as well. As soon as we all were As soon as we all left, and- yeah. But but Everyone the thing that and it all out, yeah. yeah, but the thing that we do have is are these um, these friendships, right? These friendships mm-hmm. that um, that we'll always cherish and we'll always have, and it says a lot that everyone got along so well. It really does. It says a lot about the kind of people they hired, and um, you know, just uh, it says a lot about everybody. So um, yeah, very sweet of you to say that, Binksy. I do appreciate it, and uh, don't worry, we'll. We got lots of stuff uh, planned, but for now, we got to let you go. This is so abrupt. I feel like I, I should you, be giving you a you virtual hug. I, like, I know that I, wow, I don't know if this is, I don't know what the rest of this, this uh, podcast been like, but the fact that I, I like just cried on your podcast. I've never, the first time I came on, you guys asked me what um, smells like. <laughs> so this is a different way to end it. So. <laughs>
But what does it smell like again? Well, I, I didn't know how to answer that question. I remember I, a year later, I called, I was, you guys called me. I was at the Bell Center in Montreal, and I was like, guys, I know the answer. It's cake batter. I figured it out a year later. So you were, you I'm you just glad. needed some time to to think on it, really. I just needed some research. <laughs> just needed to do my homework, and then I knew how to answer that question. And anyway, I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm glad. Thank you so much for asking me to be on tonight. I mean, oh, a lot to me. we couldn't have done it without you. And and by the way, I uh, I love that you got emotional. This this is a two plus hour pod. We need highs and lows and emotion. <laughs> it's like a great movie. You need a lot of different ingredients, right, to make it wonderful. So you added to it immensely. And uh, and you're an awesome person. Thanks for being on with us, Binksy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jay. Good luck. Bye. All right, there she is, Julie Stewart Binks. That was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was a real moment, right? That was a real, that was an authentic moment, you know? And uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I don't mean to, to not get emotional or not allow people to talk about what happened. Um, but, you know, we're trying to keep this as light as we can. But a moment like that, how can you deny it, right? I mean, she's, uh, she's a person that we, um, we're really fond of. And, and I know her and Dan are super close so not surprised that that kind of reaction happens. Jay and Dan flashback. What are you going to miss most about FS1? Now that you're leaving, you don't hold back. Tell us, tell us uh, what you'll miss the most and what you won't miss about this uh, upstart four-year-old network. Um, honestly, I mean, it's, I don't want to be emotional, but I have gotten emotional over it because I get really attached to shit, and FS1 is one of those things, you know. They took me from Regina and, and put the clothes on me and got me off my feet and and, uh, and gave me a great opportunity. And, and all the people there were so cool. And you guys know from day one, it was like the coolest thing ever to be a part of this network. And, and everyone's just so chill and nice and, and all that. And I won't miss being on welfare. That's one thing. Um Big C, you weren't on, you always talk about this. You weren't on what? You weren't being paid in food stamps. <laughs> like what kind of, you, you had an agent. What, did he get you like the worst deal? In yeah, the why are you still with that agent? <laughs> guys, guys, it was a step up from Regina. Let's remember that, okay? So, or was know, it? I don't know. Now I'm starting to think oh, that you no. should have stayed at the Giant. Hey, well, maybe I could be a big star on CTV Edmonton right now if I stayed. Oh, that would be all right. Yeah, yeah, not, not bad, Okay, let's hear it. I want to hear. hear, Can you? I want to hear Binksy's map for our careers because we could definitely use one right now. Well, I think okay. Super Bowl week is going to be your guys' launch pad. Okay, forget everyone else on the network. Mm -hmm. Like we're on at. I think we're on at three a.m. Eastern. No, no, we've got a good (laughs) slot. We're uh, we're four to five Eastern. Four to five Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Well, Go that's on, perfect. Because every everyone's going to be watching there. Mm-hmm. You're going to get um, a couple eyes on you. You're going to get an Amazon show and oh, maybe Amazon. picked up on um, on Hulu. Ooh, I and like that. Uh, but it's going to be uh, you guys. Uh, 
I think you're basically gonna. I, I have no idea. Sorry. No, <laughs> I like. I like what you're thinking, Big See, I like. I like this. I like the idea of that being a launch pad uh, for us. I think yeah, it's gonna a be big fun. Launch pad. No, no, no. Big C, have you been into the Labatt Sankons? Well, we don't have a we don't have a post game show tonight, fellas. Oh. So uh, big green oh. light here at the uh, Bell Center. Um, oh. And I was actually sorry to digress. I was mentioning this to Jim before, but. It's been three years since you f***ers have had me on this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I know. And, 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 and oh, now that I'm leaving, you guys like... Julia, it's my fault. <laughs> it's our fault. It's our fault. I mean, we were I not organized. I show every single day. I love it, but I'm a big Aww. pod fan. So no, you're the best, I'm just Banksy. joking. Banksy? But I will remember... Wait, one... The last time I was on, <laughs> you guys asked me a question, and I now know the answer to it. Um, thanks to Julie for coming on and, uh, we're going to keep it going. We have lots more guests. I know you're probably thinking there's people that you haven't gotten to who are legends of the podcast. Don't worry. We're getting to them. I assure you of that. Hey, going for a dart. To be continued next week. Nice dart, bud. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The waiter comes up, and he's, like, profusely sweating. (laughs) And this is, like, 100% his first line to us. He goes, hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. (laughs) You ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good, not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.